Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And the driving jam time. The Billikens win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Comeback pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. From the Stiefel Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman with you. Jupiter, Florida. It is time for baseball. One hour from now, we get back. So get your day set and know that at 12-10, you have the Cardinals to listen to. It's going to be a long game, too, because they need to get a lot of players in. They have a lot of people on this bus going up there right now and it's going to be uh, that kind of a day so get ready for a long broadcast which is good for us and good for you a nice long spring training game maybe enjoy a little food and drink and maybe do some things around the house or outside what's the weather in st louis right now i just heard uh, brian kelly talking about it so we'll have you know an opportunity for you on a sunny 63 degree day getting up to about 70 today 72 this afternoon you got a chance to enjoy some Cardinal baseball. Cardinals and the Mets. Miles Michaelis is pitching, but there'll be a lot more than that, including Drew Verhagen, who is going for this fifth spot in the starting rotation, vacated by Jack Flaherty. Flaherty is here at the Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium Complex, and he's going to begin a rehab, trying to get himself back after dealing with inflammation in his right shoulder. He talked about it earlier today. We heard his comments on Sports on a Sunday morning, and leading off the show was president of baseball operations, John Mosellock. Well, it's tough. I mean, obviously, we had over 100 days of, of, you know, very very little or no, well, actually no communication at all. So, you know, we are where we are, and now it's, you know, can our medical team, our performance team, and our pitching coaches put together a plan that, that gets him to where he feels confident in what he's doing? As he points out, he feels it's, it's more of a mechanical issue. If that's the case, that's great news because that's, you know, something that we can work with. And so, again, our fingers are crossed that he can do that. There he is, John Mosellock and the Cardinals president of baseball operations talking about those comments from Flaherty a little while earlier in which he said that it really comes down to mechanics more for him. As soon as they can clear that inflammation with this PRP injection, he thinks that if he can get the mechanics down, he'll be better. He really felt like he was 
at times overcompensating for an oblique injury that he suffered on May 31st. That's led to this shoulder inflammation that he dealt with during the lockout. As John said there, they weren't able to communicate with the team per lockout rules, so the team learned of it. They put their hands on him. They put him through an examination, found out the same thing basically that he found out. He says he's pitched through this slap tear, this small labrum tear before, uh, when I asked him specifically, he said, you know, I've had it for, I don't know, a handful of years, but he's been able to pitch through it. He's hoping that he'll be able to do it again, and obviously the Cardinals are too. So we'll look forward to that. In the meantime, Michael is pitching today. Cardinals lineup looks like this. Tommy Edmond leading off. Paul Goldschmidt bats second. Tyler O'Neill third. Nolan Arenado fourth. Arenado, you'll hear an interview that I did with him on the way at 11.30 here on Sports on a Sunday morning. Dylan Carlson, the right fielder, bats fifth. Harrison Bader, the center fielder, sixth. Paul DeYoung is at shortstop once again today. He bats seventh, but Edmundo Sosa is going to be the DH today. He's the eighth-place hitter, and then batting ninth and catching is Andrew Kisner. Yadier Molina should be here by tomorrow afternoon. The Cardinals will have a later start to their day tomorrow and then play a night game down in West Palm Beach against the Nationals. Yadi should be here after missing the first portion of camp due to personal reasons. The Cardinals' Alex Reyes is out until late May, early June with a sore shoulder, but the Cardinals' bullpen otherwise looks pretty strong right now. And the biggest thing so far, so far, the Cardinals have not issued a walk. I think it's a big deal. Uh, even though it was against an Astros team that did not bring even anywhere close to their A lineup, they issued no walks and had 12 strikeouts. I don't care who you're facing, even if you're throwing a bullpen. If you're throwing strikes, that's a good thing. That's what you want to see out of this team so far. You also want to see some offense, and John Moselock added Corey Dickerson to the mix. Left-handed hitting outfielder, hit some BP yesterday, and got to tell you, nice to see him, especially after not – Swinging a bat against live hitting for months. Corey Dickerson off to a decent start. Won't be long before he's in the lineup. He did not make the trip to Port St. Lucie. He's actually on the fields right now taking a little extra BP to get himself ready. You'll hear from him coming up next, and I find him to be very interesting, and I think you will find the same. He is very happy to be a St. Louis Cardinal. Back in a moment, sports on a Sunday morning continuing from Jupiter, Florida on KMOX. Welcome back to our T.R. Hughes Broadcast Center here in Jupiter, Florida. I'm Tom Ackerman. Coverage continuing on the St. Louis Cardinals Spring Training 2022. Cardinal baseball coming up at the top of the hour, noon, from Port St. Lucie. Ricky Horton and John Rooney have the call this afternoon. Here in the Stiefel Sports Studio, we've been discussing a number of things, including Jack Flaherty and the outlook there. One move that John Mozeliak made just recently was bringing in another left-handed bat, and he had told us on this show that he was shopping, uh, looking around for a designated hitter, and it looks like they've found one. But, you know, these DHs also need to play in the field, as Edmundo Sosa is the DH today. Lars Newpar was the DH on Friday. You're going to see a lot of this, I think. There's not going to be one DH. They're going to use that as a way to use some flexibility and play a lot of different players, and one of those is Corey Dickerson, who is a former gold glover and is pretty proud of that fact, as you'll hear in his comments here. And I think this is very, uh, I don't want to say, you know, enlightening, but it's its very interesting to hear the way that he talks about baseball. Uh, I think you're really going to enjoy hearing Corey Dickerson. 
He's proud of the fact that he makes the routine plays, that he doesn't like it runners advancing on him. He's not a flashy player necessarily, but an effective player and a very confident player. I found him to be very confident. Also, he let us know right away why he became a St. Louis Cardinal and what attracted him to this organization. I think being closer to home um, for me was huge. Um, having got to do that in my whole career, um, you know, being six hours away, um, tough two years, you know, with COVID and I lost my grandfather, my father and stuff and not being around family. Um, but also I've always been a Cardinal fan. Um, just the way they play the game, it was kind of my nature, how I go about the game, uh, you know, hustle, play the game the right way. Um, I'm not flashy. I just try to do the right thing um, at all times. Um, and, you know, so when they were interested, it was they were on top of my priority list all season, even though there really wasn't a fit or, you know, when you go into free agency, you kind of you got your dream teams and they're definitely one of them. Do you have any memories that stand out of playing against them? Anything that comes to mind? Uh, when I broke my ribs in 15. Um, but, no, I mean, just always admiring, like, you know, Wayne Wright in overtime, he would got my number, he'd text me and say how much he enjoyed facing me. Um, watching Molina, how professional he is, um, you know, in the outfield, watching his at-bats. Um, I'll take all, all that in. But um, also the history, you know, here. And you can definitely tell there's a culture. Um, and it's kind of no egos. You know, everybody's pulling in one direction, and you feel that immediately. Um, and that's kind of how I like to operate. So uh, I think it's a good fit. Corey, you talked about maybe there wasn't early in the offseason as obvious a fit. Is, it, is that a situation where once the DH is official, maybe that becomes a more natural fit and that option maybe opens up a little more? Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't think anybody, not many teams besides like Nelson Cruz or something like that is going to use the DH as, you know, maybe somebody's, you know, bothered by something, but can still get out there and hit if something's lingering or to get a guy off his feet. Um, they're going to use it in different ways. Um, and I've done it before. It's one of those things. It's a mentally challenging job. It's a hard job if you're to do it full time. I went through it in 16 and struggled with it. But then I had a different mental approach in 17 and then I excelled at it. And it's one of those things. Um, it's very hard for a young guy to do, but um, it's going to be floated around, I think. I think they're going to use it to the best way Ollie wants to use it. What changed in that mental approach? Um, not thinking that that's all I can do for the team. You know, I learned to serve my teammates. Um, when I come inside, I can do so much more. I get to be around 30, 40 guys, and I get to make an impact every single day. That's the reason why I play the game still and have a desire to because – um, I think there's something bigger than baseball. Um, so that aspect and also how I went about my practice, I pra practiced just like I would play in the field. I would shag balls. I would never think that all I had was those four bats. So um, I kind of had to trick myself mentally. Um, and I had good people in Tampa to have me relax a little bit more and not go hit in the cage so much between innings or overanalyze things um so those probably are the top things that got me got me right how'd it go out there today i uh, went really good uh, especially for 
really first time on the field hitting BP and then first time seeing a pitch in whatever six seven months whatever it is so to be able to make contact and have a good BP and you know feel feel healthy and um, that's what you look for now, a lot of times in live BP first live BP or the first couple you're looking for just contact and some foul balls some uh, take some pitches um, and I feel good I, I think my competitiveness it don't matter it just it comes back once you get in there what town do you live in now uh, Madison, Mississippi. And who's yeah. your, who's your favorite Cardinal player as you were? Ooh, I mean, I mean, for me, I mean, growing up in the heyday of Mark McGuire, Sosa, and all that. Mark McGuire, yeah. yeah. His yeah. Did you ever dream exactly. you'd be wearing his number? No. <laughs> um, I never really, you know, like organiza- some organizations just have a presence to them or, you know, to fans, like Cardinal fans that are everywhere, Boston, New York, things like that, Cubs. Um, Especially, those teams were watched a lot back in the day, and um, I never thought I'd get the opportunity to play for this type of organization. It's been it's been a great treat so far. Did your family make trips to Bush? Did you mm-hmm. watch games when you were a kid? Yeah. No, oh, no, no, no. I never went to a big league game in my life when I was young. Um, yeah. Said you know Adam a little, and he came up with Nolan. So, is there mm-hmm. any more guys in here that you've known well? And what's your relationship mm-hmm. like with Nolan? I guess. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Yeah. Nolan's obsessed, kind of like I am, with hitting and his competitive drive. He's just like, just like me. Um, we can overthink it, we can overkill it, um, but it's just the competitive nature in us. I mean, we want to be as good as we can be. And Nolan's, I watched him. You know, I really started playing with him in Double A going from making some errors to like the most unbelievable fielder um, and he's just a good dude um, Matt's and you know I played with a few guys in here so it's it's nice to kind of know some faces but it's also hard you know I switch teams a lot so I'm more comfortable with it I'm comfortable with who I am so I'm not really shy and um, but meeting everybody takes time and you got to build that trust with people you got to learn how to joke with people Everybody has different senses of humor, um, so that takes the time. Were you, were you getting sales pitches from in here when you were going through this free agent process? Uh, I don't think nobody knew. Okay. Yeah, um, it was kind of it was kind of quick and didn't really, yeah, you know. Something that came together fairly quickly then. Yeah, um, yeah, pretty quickly. Um, there's, there's always, you know, those few calls, and then usually when it happens, it's usually a pretty quick decision, and biggest thing was for me was you know I don't play this game for money money you never no matter if you have all the money in the world it's never enough um, it's more about being closer at home with family um, and being in a place that I enjoy playing so you were a top prospect coming up How, what was that pressure like uh, put upon you to you know to be a, a star early in your career and how's it how'd you how'd you handle it man I was always the back seat coming up I mean I was never I was a bad season away from you know you never know you can be released or I didn't have the big you know draft pick or signing so um, my mentality you know when I, I tore my labor rotator cuff and stuff when I was in high school and it never came back the same. And it was all that always I had to hit. I had to earn it. I had to grind. Um, there was no room for failure. And that kind of sticks still with me. It's like I have to succeed, you know. It's that kind of will over my willpower. Um, but, yeah, it's just one of those things when I get between the line, I'm more competitive. It's not, it's not that I ever think about those sure. things, you know.
How long ago did your grandfather and your father die? Uh, 2020 during the season, my grandfather, and then this past uh, summer uh, during the season. Yeah, that's, that's right. And with COVID and, you know, missing, I got three kids and they're, you know, everything to me. So it was tough. Oh, do you have all your travel bags from all the places you played? Right? So I brought. Well, I could have brought. I thought about brought, bringing a Phillies <laughs> bat bag. I had my. I had a pirate suitcase. I had my you know, Toronto uh, bag that I just played with. But um, yeah, it's it's one of those things. Like everybody always jokes, you play with a lot of teams and stuff like that, and. But it's one of those things, too. I've played a long time. There's a reason why I've played a long time. There's a reason why I'm still here and Somebody I'm still getting better. Wanted, yeah, that's right. right. That's, exactly. Um, definitely, for sure. I noticed you had, out of four seasons, you had 24 plus home runs and mm-hmm. three of those. I asked Ollie about that yesterday. He said that you guys had talked about, you and the hitting coach had talked about that a little bit yesterday, maybe hitting for some more power is that something that yeah for sure to... getting back to being who i was i lost myself kind of um and well 17 was a little different swing than in the past but whenever i got designated and stuff it kind of messed me up mentally um you know i heard i couldn't hit the high fastball so i changed my swing completely to more contact and i hit 300 really good at the high fastball but then um my my power numbers kind of declined. Yeah, it was kind of, I cared more about average and proving people wrong and trying to morph into this perfect. And I kind of lost myself a little bit. So I'm trying to get back to where I was. When I was in 13, 14, 15, 16 in Colorado and Tampa, I was rhythm, never thought, I was aggressive, but I never thought about my swing. It was more about timing. If I missed the pitch, it was probably timing. Um, and yeah, of course, I've learned a lot recently of how to make other adjustments. Is this the swing you're trying to get back mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and I worked on that and, and it's one of those things I can go in the cage and when I do it, I never think about internal thoughts. I think seeing the baseball and being aggressive but whenever I'm trying to feel it and trying to work this that's work this mechanical issue that's not me, it's all internal and I can't, I'm never on time. I'm Every now and then I'll hit one good. It's like golf, you'll hit one good and think it works and then you'll hit a few bad ones. Um, it's kind of like that and I just want to feel like I'm being Corey Dickerson. I'm not looking at other guys and trying to put it, emulate it because I can. I can do different things. I've choked up. I spread out, do different things. I just want to get back to um, me driving the baseball um, and not overthinking. That's Corey Dickerson. In fact, he said that he doesn't even think about the pitcher that's out there. Now, he'll look at video of the pitcher and try to identify what the pitcher would think his own weaknesses are. So Corey has to be truthful to himself as to what my weaknesses are and how they're going to pitch me. But otherwise, he doesn't think of them as pitchers. He thinks of them as pitches. The pitcher is just throwing the baseball. It's looking for the baseball and where he can hit. And, you know, if he wants to go chase after a bad ball, if he if he can be a bad ball hitter, uh, he'll do that too. He's not going to take himself out of who he is. He's been pretty successful at it. I mean, quite honestly, Corey Dickerson hits for power and average and is a good fielder. So it seems to be a nice pickup for the Cardinals 
in that respect. Corey Dickerson right there. You mentioned, uh, our, he mentioned how close he is to Nolan Arenado. They both look at baseball, I think, in the same way. I mean, they just eat, sleep, and breathe it, these two. Lockers not far from each other, number 25 to number 28. Nolan Arenado visits with me next on KMOX. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We are in Jupiter, Florida at Cardinal Spring Training. The nine-time gold glover, Nolan Arenado, next on KMOX. I'm Tom Ackerman, and welcome back. Cardinals third baseman Nolan Arenado is with us. Year two as a Cardinal. Great to have everybody back, isn't it, and playing baseball? Yeah, it is. Uh, obviously, just stoked everyone's here. Um, getting to work, everyone looks great, um, and obviously excited for the game tomorrow. How are you feeling? How are things going for you? And how was it? Let's start with your offseason. How did that go? It's a strange offseason. We haven't been through anything like that in quite a while. Yeah, um, obviously, it was a little different this year, um, but the only thing that was different is uh, no communication, you know, with uh, the trainers and uh some of the, you know, all the people here that work here, you know, that was a little different. You know, you always stay in communication with them. They always want to check in on you. Or if you have questions, you go to them about certain things and stuff. So that part was kind of weird. But at the end of the day, I was back home with my family, working out, training, doing the same thing over and over. And that went from there. It did. And in that training, you're talking about working on your body, working on your baseball activity, working on everything. We're talking to a nine-time gold glover, a six-time all-star, a silver slugger, somebody who has been excelling at every level but always driving yourself. Uh, Where do you see yourself in your career? Well, I feel there's definitely room to grow and continue to get better. I mean, obviously, last year was a good year. I'm I'm not disappointed in myself about last year. I'm just not happy with what I did you know I just expect more and yes last year you know hitting 1300 is a good good year but I got to do more for this team I got to get on base more and I just got to do the little things a little bit better so you know my expectation is just to help this team win as many games as I can um and go from there I mean I, I feel good I feel my body feels good it feels great being out here in humidity and get it feel loose so but uh you know one year comfortable right I mean last year was my first year you know I had to get used to everything and this year I'm just one year in and I feel very comfortable with these guys and the relationships are great so I feel I'm very happy with how everything's going so far. Where did your work ethic come from, Nolan? 
I don't know, you know, probably my parents, you know, my mom, my dad, you know, they just kind of instilled in me to work, you know. I, I, I never felt, you know, I never feel like I'm a, a good, you know, a good player in a sense, you know. I never feel that. I always feel like I got to work, you know. I feel like I've turned myself into a good player by the work I've done, you know. I don't have the talent of an Acuna, you know, or a Soto, you know. I don't have that. Or Tatis, you know, those guys are freak athletes. I don't have that. I have to work at that, you know. I have to work a lot harder than they do. So when I see those guys playing well, Mookies of the world, Mike Trout, I'm impressed. But I also can't work like them. I got to go harder than them because that's the only way I'll be hopefully catch up. You told me one time on the Garage Happy Hour on our flagship station, KMOX, that you actually tried out as a catcher. When you were trying to make this game and, and be part of this game, you did all that you could. Remarkable story, but it shows you that you made yourself into a great defensive player. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I've had a lot of work. I've had a lot of good coaching, too. I'll be, you know, Obviously, my dad taught me everything. My parents, my brother, playing ball with my brothers. But, you know, Jerry Weinstein and Scotty Fletcher, who were my uh, like info coordinator, my head coach at the time when I was in the minors, they, they really taught me a lot about how to feel the ground ball, how to move my feet. They really changed my, uh, my feel of how I move and uh, how I need to go for the ball. And uh, it was like a whole revamp of everything. And I, I appreciate them for what they did for me. I'll never forget what they did. And uh, they really turned me into the fielder I am today. You were a great athlete growing up uh, in Southern California. What was it about baseball? What, what attracted you? Yeah, you know, I don't know. You know, I just love the game. I love hitting. I love fielding. You know, I love to work on it. You know, I, I don't have no problem working on this game. You know, I think baseball, you know, people think it's kind of boring. But, you know, if you, if you pay attention to the game, the little things, there's so much going on in the game. It's pretty fun to watch and pay attention to. And I love that part. But I really love to work on it. And it's so challenging. And it's kind of addicting in a sense of it's just so hard, you know, and you fail so much. But, like, when you, when you have those little successes in the game, like, man, they're, they're the best feelings in the world. There are so many parts of this game that when fans and our fans are really good and they pay attention to a lot of things there's so many things that you can pick up you know I was watching you out there today and you got Zach McAllister is pitching and immediately when he's done who's standing right around him you Goldie Tyler and you're telling them what you see and that knowledge is invaluable to somebody like that for sure for sure absolutely you know and then just talking to him about the game and you know telling him how, you know just trying to build confidence in him because we need him we need guys like that and he looked really good but yeah you're just trying to learn different sides of it and like he's probably wondering what I was thinking I'm trying to wonder what, what he was thinking against me that could help me in the long run against some other pitchers you know uh and stuff like that but it's just constant communication constantly learning and that's how we're gonna get better you know it's some infield right now i mentioned goldie tommy edmund he came into his own didn't he at second base all these gold glovers at shortstop too just to your left You've got two good ones going right now in Paul DeYoung and Edmundo Sosa. Yeah, they're, they're studs. I mean, those guys are both really good, and, I, you know, I expect Paulie to be so much better than last year, and he's a, Paulie's a good baseball player. I'm, I'm happy for him. I think he looks great so far, and then obviously Sosa's a stud. I'm, I'm pumped for both of them, but our infield's very good. Last year, you know, I would argue that we had the best infield defensive infield in the game. I think we had the best defense in baseball, period, you know, last year. But that was last year. This is a new year. We got to come out ready to go. But the good thing is about this year that I see so far in spring is that we're working just as hard as we did last year, and we're going, we're getting after it just as just as much as we did last year. So it's a great sign. Wayno says practice to win, yeah. it was something along those lines, and that's really what you're doing. You're you're teaching yourself constantly how to play winning ball. Absolutely, I mean that's that's the goal. We got to practice everything we're doing, and yeah, I mean you you know you want to. You know, obviously you can't go hard for too long because you're going to get tired, but you definitely got to work on going quicker. And so when the game starts, you know, it doesn't speed up on you. And how you practice in your routine. Something you said about this defensive team, it could very well be the best defensive team in baseball. It could with 
acknowledgements to other Cardinals teams in history be the best defensive Cardinals team of all time. I mean, the 82 team might have something to say about that. There are some other teams, but it's an organization with great history, Nolan. Let's talk about being a Cardinal. What does it mean to you? And let me start with this. Growing up as a baseball fan, what did you know about the Cardinals and which players did you follow closest? Yeah, well, obviously, what I, the players I knew about were Albert Pujols, Scotty Rowland, um, and uh, Jim Edmonds. Those are the one, three, the three main ones. And then, obviously, as I got older, it was you know Wayne Wrights of the world, Chris Carpenter's of the world. Um, but where I was from, he actually skipped Schumacher's from the same area as me. So, you know, he, and I used to train with him when I was younger. So he was actually the first real Cardinal I really knew and thought about. So you know, so I always followed Skip. You know, we we're always making sure we we're checking up on Skip's career. But uh, you know, those are the main guys. You know, obviously, and then obviously, what it means to be a Cardinal is an unbelievable feeling. I mean, being part of a team with such great history is amazing, and the expectations are always super high here, and uh, that's a great feeling to be a part of. But because you know, it, you know, it just feels good to be a part of a team that expects great things, and I love that about this place. But like I said, the history of it, the great players, the Ozzie Smiths, the Willie McGees, the Alberts, the Yachties, Wayne's. You know, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool to have Skip on the bench, Willie McGee on the bench. Ali Marmel, as your manager, what can you say about your new manager who knows this organization and has been around? Yeah, well, Ali's been I, – I, I love Ali, man. I think he's going to be great for us. Um, he, he knows us very well. Um, obviously, being the bench coach, you have a really good relationship with him last year. I did, and I think we all did when he was the bench coach. Now he's the manager. The relationship changes a little bit, which – Sad, it's sad in some senses, but at the same time, he also knows who we are. So I think it's a big, big positive because now he knows what we like, what we don't like. The communication's really easy now because we're very comfortable with him. But uh, he, you know, obviously, he's got to he's got to cover the whole thing now. But uh, um, I love it. I think Ollie's gonna be great for us. He's got a calm presence. He's smart, um, and we got a great staff around him. You know, Pop, Stubby, Will, you know, all these guys, man. They're they're unreal coaches and they bring great the great energy and I expect great things. St. Louis just seems like a good fit for you. It's a baseball town. You're a baseball guy. You live and breathe it. Think about it all the time and so do they. There's a component, uh, several components to being a St. Louis baseball player and one of those is the fans. Yeah. What can you say about them? It, quite honestly, you haven't heard them at, at full throat yet. Like yeah. the full throttle Bush Stadium is still coming for you. Yeah. No, I mean, the, the one thing I, I, I've, I've always appreciated going to St. Louis and playing against them. One, I appreciate the fact of the environment I was going to be in. I didn't appreciate playing that team because they were always really good and they always beat us up. But I always appreciate the environment. It's always loud. It's always packed. They're loud. They know the game. So I really love showing up there. Obviously, I hated losing every time. But that part was fun. But as far as playing for them, they show up. They care about winning. Um, I love it. I love them. I feel like I fit in really great here. I love St. Louis. I love living there. It was like just a culture shock in a sense from being some from Southern California, but it was like the best thing that could happen because I love living there. You've settled in pretty well, you and your, your family doing well? Yeah, we love it there. Uh, we got a great house and great neighbors and great great city. Obviously, the city of Chesterfield's fantastic and that's where we're at and I just love everything about it. And then soon enough, Bush Stadium, opening day. I'll tell you what, you could be a 50 plus year veteran like Mike Shannon actually goes even further than that and you still get chills walking through that wagon gate or driving through yeah. in your case yeah. uh, for that crowd what a scene that's going to be yeah it is it's a great scene obviously going through it last year was amazing obviously it wasn't as packed as it, it's going to be this next year but um just that environment like i said it's just it's an unbelievable feeling um and uh just seeing all the greats in their red coats and stuff like that it's pretty cool it's great to spend time with you really appreciate it always thought highly of you and have heard such great things about you as a person now that you're in st louis that comes true not a bad baseball player as well. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks for the time. No problem. Thank you. Nolan Arenado with us on the Cardinals Radio Network.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Tom Ackerman back with you from the Stiefel Sports Studio. This is Sports on a Sunday Morning, live from Jupiter, Florida. We're going to hand it off to Ricky Horton here in about 10 minutes as pregame begins from Port St. Lucie, just about a half hour north of us, the Cardinals and the New York Mets. Ali Marmel is the manager of the Cardinals, and one of the pitchers he'll be watching today after Miles Michaelis makes the start is Drew Verhagen, who is in the competition for the fifth spot in the rotation. I asked Ali about the big right-hander. Man, I'm excited to see him. There's a couple names I'm excited to see today. Uh, he's definitely one of them. Um, just... Uh, has a lot of different pitches. Um, good action, good velo to his stuff. Um, I'm excited to see just the overall pitchability, demeanor, and kind of how he's going to attack hitters. Um, yeah, he's one of the names I'm definitely looking forward to seeing today. Is this a wide open competition here? Are you excited it, about it? I'm very excited about it. It's a wide open competition, um, and obviously he's in the mix. Um, spoke with him earlier. He's uh, he's excited for the opportunity. What uh, when they're thinking about him or as a free agent or anything like that. Do you, do you do you get clips of him? Do you offer a thought after watching that? Do you watch full games? What, what do you get? A I, um, it's a combination of a lot of things with what they provide us. Uh, with our baseball development department provides us with what they think projections wise he's going to be able to do here back in the states, and then a combination of Mad Dog and Gertie and Dusty doing their evals on um, video. Um, and all those thoughts get put together, and we give our opinion. They give theirs, and we make a decision. Is there any part of that that you would, that you could reveal to us? Like when you saw Verhagen, kind of what you thought. I mean, we see Aaron Brooks. I mean, he fills up the zone in bullpen. You know, Verhagen kind of has that same reputation. That's exactly it. When you look at what we're trying to solve um, and improve on, it's no free bases, guys that can fill up the zone. Um, but uh, that's one of the things you mentioned with Brooks that he's capable of doing. Yeah. With Verhagen, I mean, is, you mentioned all the pitches he has. Is it that? Is that the? Is it the variety of ways he can? That, that's what I'm excited to see. Is just uh, how well he uses the variety of pitches. Um, I mean, he's got a nice little kind of cutter, slider, sinker. He can use it different ways. Uh, big breaker. Um, so I'm just excited to kind of see it live and in action against competition. See a two inning guy today. Uh, today he's going to throw two. That's correct. When do you start running out of innings for these starters? Is it tomorrow? No, I mean, we'll get creative with what we do on the backfield and still allow guys to get the innings necessary. All of it might not be in the stadium play, but, uh, yeah. It happens a little bit quicker, I would imagine. Much quicker, yeah. yeah. I like those two guys, and, and they're far from the only example. Why, do you, or why and how do you think guys are able to go overseas and come back better or with improved stuff at least? Uh, I don't have an answer to that. 
I really don't. Um, some guys do, some guys don't. Some guys go overseas and finish their careers there. Some guys get an opportunity to come back and, and do something special here. Um, we saw a good version of it in Michaelis, who we'll see today that I'm excited to see as well. But uh, yeah, as far as how some do and how some don't, not really sure. With, uh, with Nick Whitgren, that's a guy who had success over a while in the big weeks. Like last year, maybe got bit by homers a little when you kind of look at his, him and his profile. Is that what you all see as well? Uh, yeah. A little bit of that and one of the things that Mad Dog and that team will will attack with them. Um, he's a guy that wanted to be here within this organization. Um, I think a combination of, of reasons. One, this is home to him during spring training. Two, our pitching uh, guys have done a nice job with, with the people that we've brought in. But um, our ballpark and our defense kind of helps recruit pitchers as well. So you mentioned the ballpark. Can I ask you is yeah. how much like that plays, you know, it doesn't play to your advantage in some ways, obviously. Yeah, the ball, no doubt about it. Yeah, um, from a hitting standpoint, it's a, a big disadvantage. Um, but from a pitching standpoint, if you come from a ballpark where you give up some homers and it's smaller, then yeah, Bush helps you for sure. You might be the first manager of the same position players in a row for two games in a row. Of course, the day off, I guess that make a difference. That's yeah. The, yeah, the day off kind of, sure. these guys want their at bats. Uh, usually when we go to St. Lucie, um, you take half the guys, if that, but uh, they're all wanting at bats. They didn't mind doing the travel, so yeah. You've got quite a club up there. All the infielders are up there. All the outfielders are up there, except for Dickerson. Yes. Will they all be playing today? Yes. I mean, we're going to get a decent <laughs> amount of guys in today. Um, Dickerson is the guy. He's going to stay back. And, go back. Yeah, he's going to get some live at bats back there. Um, we'll do that for the next few days, and then uh, see if he's comfortable getting in. If not tomorrow, then uh, possibly the next day. He's going to be kind of. Every day hitting leadoff hitter kind of guy. I think he's going to lead off quite a bit today. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yesterday, Dickerson mentioned that he really found progress as a DH when he realized he could do other things besides have like four at bats in a game, and he, he can help his other teammates. And you know, he talked about how he likes that aspect of like mentoring guys or talking with them. Is that going to be helpful because you guys will have some young guys who have not it, usually got bats getting some reps there? Very helpful. And I noticed that yesterday I was just sitting there watching him uh, against some of the lives with Helsley and, and the group that was down there. And immediately a couple guys gravitated towards him and he starts having conversations. It's just, it's nice to have guys that have been around because um, the conversations are just, they come from experience. And he was able to just speak some of the things he struggles with um, some of the things that allowed him to have success and kind of how he battled through it. But it was just those conversations are always helpful, especially when you have young guys around that have never had an opportunity to DH or come off the bench or do some of the things that he's done. So um, yesterday was a perfect example where, I mean, he hit the ground running in that department as well. You said yesterday you expect to break with a five-man rotation. With that fifth guy, do you need to see that person start a game in a stadium while you're down here or will there be enough to work to do on the backfields if for example somebody could be all on backfield? No, it'd be nice to get okay. those guys in the stadium um, and we're, we're still looking at a lot of different options and creative ways of, of filling that spot so um, as we get closer to breaking we'll determine what that looks like but as of right now when I say wide open and it's a competition it's, it's wide open. I mean maybe this isn't a good you question, but are some of those options not inside the fence here? Is that fair to say? It's fair to say that's not a you question, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Something. Jack, Jack talked earlier about, um, I guess, just the confusion between what he wanted about, about his situation and what was said. 
Where's your role in that, and how do you? You mentioned family yeah. yesterday, and he mentioned the same thing today. I'm just curious, what your conversations have been with him about? What you can share? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to minimize it, but at the same time, like, this is stuff that just happens. Um, we can blow it up or not, but the reality is, sometimes things are said, and it comes across a way that we don't like. Um, it won't be the first time. It won't be the last time. I might be the one to do it one time. It's just, it's part of the gig. And at the end of the day, we sit down, we talk about it. We make sure everybody's on the same page and no different than we would do it as family. You figure it out and you keep moving. And they're going to turn the page and the next move is to get Jack Flaherty back on the mound and he'll begin working with the performance team, medical team, and pitching coaches to get him back on the right track mechanically. And that kind of puts a bow on the show as we started with John Mosellock on that topic and we wrap it with Ollie Marmel. And we have Cardinal Baseball next at 1210 and then tomorrow Yadier Molina shows up here at the complex. Thanks for joining us from the Stiefel Sports Studio. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.